You're listening to the Fortress Church Audio Podcast. We're a church all about loving God and loving people. Let's listen in to our lead pastor, Randy Garcia, from this past Sunday's message. So open up your Bibles and tune in. How many of you are ready for a new year, all right? I'm reminded of, um, of the uh, man who was uh, standing on his bathroom scale right after New Year's, and he was weighing himself, but the unique thing about it, he was sucking in his gut. And his wife walked in, and she says, Honey, sucking in your gut is not going to make you weigh less on that bathroom scale. And he turned to his wife and he says, I'm not sucking in my gut to weigh less. I'm sucking in my gut so that I can see the numbers on the scale here. (laughs) Yeah, some of us can say amen to that. Amen. Let's make our declaration of faith. Here we go. Join with me as we say this. We declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. Our past is forgiven. Our present is blessed and our destiny is promised. We live to love God and love people at a deeper level. We desire to experience and dwell in the presence of God. We purpose to evangelize our world, exalt the Lord, edify the believers, and empower the church. Because the Lord is our fortress, we have a safety to run to, a security to go to, strength to hold on to, and a summit to rise to. We declare that we are blessed coming in and blessed going out. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say, it's what we do. It's what we do. What is that all about? Well, today we're going to start a sermon series called It's What We Do. And the reason we're doing this is because um, I've noticed, and maybe you have too, there's a lot of people in America who claim to be Christians. They claim to be Christ followers. They know how to talk the talk, but they don't know how to walk the walk. They don't do what God's word tells them to do. So a lot of people, and, and, and it kind of confuses me, if you're going to be saying I'm a Christ follower, let's not just talk the talk, but let's walk the walk. So what do we do as Christ followers? What does the Bible say? Well, one of the things we, we need to learn, how are we to live our lives? And that's why I thought, what should our response be? This is what we're going to, it's what we do. If I say I'm a Christian, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to live for the cause of Jesus Christ. My convictions, uh, my morals, my standards uh, is all about who I am as a Christ follower, as a son of the Most High God. And I would believe this. Across America, I'm going to say this. This is my personal opinion. The number one reason why more people in this world do not come to faith in Jesus Christ is because of the bad testimonies of the Christians. They see Christians, oh, he says he's a Christian, he does that. Oh, you should hear his language. And that turns off a world who could otherwise come to faith in Jesus Christ. Can you imagine what we as believers in Jesus Christ could do to transform this nation if we walked the walk and not just talk the talk? Why We're going to talk about, about how we are to pray relentlessly, how we're going to give generously. Today, we're going to talk about how we're going to commit wholeheartedly. Why? It's what we do. Psalm 37 is where we're going to base today's message. 
Beginning with verse number three, it says this, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege we have to be here today in your house, worshiping you. And we pray that, Holy Spirit, you would speak to every single one of us. We thank you for Psalm 37. And as we study this psalm today, to start off a brand new year, we say thank you for the privilege that you've given us to worship you. Thank you for a new season that you've given us. And we take this and don't want to hold it lightly, but, Lord, we want to worship you and make this a blessed year. As we get into the teaching of your word, we pray that your Holy Spirit would come alive to us. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. Well, before we get into this message from Psalm 37, I want to take a few moments to walk through some new things that God is doing right here at Fortress Church. I love it when God does new things. Anybody like new things? Amen. First of all, Sunday morning prayer, we kicked it off this morning, 845. We had a great time in prayer. We're meeting in the kids' chapel. You are more than welcome to join us as we come together and just call on God and believe that God would do some great things as we prepared the Spirit of God as we come together. You are more than welcome to join us uh, every Sunday morning at 845, just for about 20 minutes before we start a 915 worship service. Secondly, we got a brand new kids check-in system. Uh, We're implementing it for our early childhood ministries and junior kids church, so that way we can get good, uh, good records of uh, of the children and keep track of them. It's going to be great. So uh, as you walk back there, you're going to see uh, a great system that we're implementing and looking forward to it. We're also implementing a brand new Junior Kids Church curriculum. What is Junior Kids Church? Ages two, three, four, and five, right before they get into elementary school. And it's a really cool curriculum through Life Church in Oklahoma. And uh, it also comes partnering with a, a Bible app for kids. That way, you parents can pull out this Bible app and continue to teach your children what they learned in kids' church. Really cool. We'll give you some more details soon. Another thing, new thing happening at Fortress Church is our secure give. We have uh, uh, next Sunday, we're going to introduce a new kiosk system. Some of you like the new ways of, um, of uh, contributing and giving. Nowadays, with our technology, technology is constantly changing, and we're going to be talking about that as well as a brand new text to give. Another new thing happening right now, and you can actually, if you want to do this today, is called Text in Church. And what Text in Church is all about is uh, we just sometimes need to communicate to you. For example, the last two Sundays, we just had a 11 a.m. worship because of Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, and we really didn't have a system to communicate to everybody, hey, This Sunday, we're changing our worship time. Sometimes things change, or this Sunday, we're going to do this, or this Wednesday, we're having a special fellowship. And if you would like to be part of the family who receives this text message, well, all you got to do is is, uh, text the word family to 210-405-5993. That way, you can get uh, a hold of, of, uh, uh, receive information to what we're doing, something brand new, and make things a little bit easier for communicating uh, with you. Refuge, our student ministries are starting a brand new Bible series this week on the book of Luke as they walk through what scripture says, and it, it's going to be great. Also, Refuge is doing a live Bible reading. Our young people love technology, 
nowadays with Instagram and YouTube Live and all that, Facebook Live, uh, then uh, Thursdays at 5 o'clock, am I right, Pastor Matt? He's going to get live, and and he's just going to read through Scripture, and it's going to be really cool for our students, and uh, it's exciting, another new thing. Uh, Another new thing is my story, and the reason we're starting this is because Many of you have fantastic testimonies about what God has done in your life. God has done miracles in so many of your lives. Well, we want to get the word out, and we want to tell others what God has done in your life. So we want to take some time over the next few weeks to record your testimonies and have them available on our website so that what God has done for you can be a testimony to what God can do for others. So if you're interested, you can sign up about your testimony at uh, on our website, fortresschurch.org slash story. Also, we have upgraded our safety team. Now, we here at Fortress Church have had a safety team in place for years, but uh, many of us know uh, what happened a few months ago at Sutherland Springs, and uh, to, we've upped our game, so to speak, and we've got a great group of men who are protecting us all across this campus when we come together. And I praise God for our safety team. They're doing a great job. I always say we do what is possible, and then God will do the impossible. Amen? Another thing we're doing is something you call the Connect Group Leaders Huddle. Many of you are thinking, how can I serve as a Connect Group leader and take this ministry to another level? How can I get better at this? Well, once a month we're going to be meeting, and there's going to be an option either a Sunday morning or a Sunday evening. We'll give you some more details. Or maybe some of you are just interested in saying, you know what, I want to consider being a part of a connect group or leading a connect group. Excuse me. Also, water baptisms is uh, something that we've been doing on Wednesday nights. We've been doing some great, uh, I just love hearing that what God's doing in the lives of so many people. But sometimes on Wednesday nights, we do have a smaller crowd. And, and I was thinking, you know, we need to tell the world about many of these great things that God is doing. So starting this month, this year, we're going to do uh, water baptisms on Sunday mornings. Many of you have given your heart to Jesus Christ, but you've not been baptized in water. And that is a very important step in your Christian walk with the Lord. So once again, this month, it'll be the last Sunday of January. If you are interested, once again, sign up at the Connection Hub. Another thing that we're doing brand new and we're going to give you more details next week, is called the 90-Day Tithing Challenge. What is this all about? Well, here at Fortress Church, we never hound you about giving. I think you know that. But one of the things the Lord has prompted me as a pastor is to believe that I want God to bless you. I want God to bless your family. And even in the area of finances, it's so important that, that we understand the nature of how God wants to bless. And when it comes to finances... The the Bible gives us very clear principles that when we give, we will be blessed. When we tithe, we will be blessed. So what we're going to do is we're going to, starting next week, we're going to give you more details, is uh, for anyone who is not tithing, we don't condemn you, we don't judge you, but if you want to test God in this, because this is the only area that God's word says you can test me in this, and that is in the tithe, what we're going to do is you're going to sign up If you want to be part of this, and for 90 days, you're going to tithe. Just do what God's word says. Pay God 10% of your income. And if after the 90 days on April the 14th, because next Sunday is January 14th, if you believe that God has not blessed you, 
then you come back to us and say, I want my money back, and we'll give you all of your money back for your tithing for 90 days. And it's no questions asked. You don't have to give us a reason. And you know why we're doing this? Because I believe in a big God. I know that God's going to bless you. I have all confidence in the world that God is going to bless you. But some of us, we cheat ourselves out of the blessings of God because we don't, we don't tithe. And I want you to be blessed. I hope you understand where we're coming from. And I have all confidence in the world. Next week, we'll talk about that. And, uh, and if you want to sign up, it will be next week, a 90-day tithing challenge. One more thing we're going to do is we're going to do some leadership email lessons. And if you're interested, contact me and say, I want to be on your email blast so that we can, uh, I want to take my leadership as a believer in Jesus Christ to another level. This is what this is all about. So anyway, and there's other things going on. How many of you, I love the new things that God is doing. There was a list of, I don't know, 12, 14 new things that God is doing here at Fortress Church. Can we give God praise? Can we do that? Last week was a little transition message that I preached from transitioning from 2017 to 2018. I called this message, Make It Happen. Make it happen. And the reason I talked about this is because if you want God to do great things, then you've got to do your part, remember? And God will do his part. You've got to make it happen. In fact, there are three types of people in this world. There are, number one, those who watch things happen. Number two, those who make things happen. And number three, those who wonder, what happened? (laughs) I hope you're the number two. You're those who make things happen. If you want to see God's blessings upon you for this year, we can make it happen. So today, as we contemplate this brand new year that is already upon us, we're already seven days into a brand new year, I ask you the question, how would you fill in this blank? How would you fill in this blank? This year, I commit myself to... How would you fill that out? It's between you and God. You don't have to answer to me. But between you and God, this year, I commit myself to, what is it that you want to be committed to? As I study Psalm 37, I see just uh, uh, so many great promises that are in God's word. We read one of them in verse number five. It says, commit your way to the Lord, and this is what the Lord will do. And I love the promises of God. Many times the promises of God are conditional. What do I mean by conditional? If you do this, then God will do this. And this is what we're going to be talking about today. If you commit your ways to the Lord, Psalm 37, 5, then God will do this. And I want God to bless you. So here's some steps that we're going to learn based on Psalm 37. It's all about, uh, what do we do? Commit wholeheartedly. Our commitment to God is where it all begins. As we begin a new year, it all begins in our commitment to God. So the first thing we've got to do in order to commit wholeheartedly, according to Scripture here, is number one, delight in the Lord. Delight in the Lord. Here in verse 4 of Psalm 37, it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Amen? Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. What are the desires of your heart? Some of us have good desires. Some of us have not so good desires. So what does the scripture mean when it says take delight in the Lord? Well, let me ask you this. What is it that brings you joy in life? For some of you, it's fishing. You really enjoy fishing. Well, great. Others of you, what brings joy to you is traveling. You really enjoy traveling. Then there's others of you that enjoy going to the movies, right? Others of you 
uh, you really enjoy sleeping late. Do I hear an amen for that one? All right. Convict them, Lord. I'm just joking. We all have joy. We, there are certain things in our life that bring us joy. And what brings you joy may be different than what brings me joy. But what would it be like if what we found joy in was in serving God? If we delight ourselves, if we enjoy serving God, can you imagine what that would do to transform our lives? Because sleeping late, oh, that may feel good, but you know what? It doesn't do anything for my relationship with God. And the psalmist David here, David is the one who wrote Psalm 37, he gives us a terrific principle. And he says, he talks about this this key to getting the desires of your heart. What is the key to getting the desires of your heart? Delighting yourself in the Lord. Joyfully serving God. In other words, does it bring you joy to come to church or is it did somebody drag you here today, okay? I think you know what I'm talking about. If your joy, if you look forward to coming to church, then you know what? It's like, oh, wow, I can't wait to go to church on Sunday. You find joy in that. I can't wait to go to my connect group because I want to grow. I want to get closer to God. Oh, I can't wait to wake up and have my morning devotions with the Lord. I look forward to it. See, those are delighting yourself in the Lord. But so many times we find excuses why we skip our morning devotions or why we don't want to go to our connect group and grow closer to God. You know, there's different reasons, but could it be that if our desires are not in the things of God, We need to make some shifts for 2018 and make serving God and the things of God the delight of our heart. Because once we delight in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart. Surely her life was one of hurt, one hurt after another. Two divorces and the challenge of a blind son had left her aching to be happy. But one day Shirley read this Bible verse from Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. She decided to do exactly what it says, delight in the Lord. She began praising God no matter what was happening around her. If the car wouldn't start, she would praise God anyway. If her boss was unreasonable, she would praise God anyway. It wasn't long before God changed the desires of her heart. And everything she did began to focus around her personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Did she suddenly have a wonderful marriage? No, there were some challenges, but yet she was delighting herself in the Lord. Was her son easy to rear? Not exactly, but she discovered the joy of God's love and his blessings on her life despite any circumstances. Amen? Now this year, as we we pursue the presence of God, as we trust God with what's going to take place, I love this quote from Corey Tamboon because I've often said, we don't know what um, 2018 is going to hold, but we do know who holds the future, right? She says this, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. In other words, you may not know what 2018 holds for you, but you can have all the confidence in the world because you know who holds your future, and that is God. You know who holds 2018 for you, amen? Another lesson we learned from Psalm 37 about commit wholeheartedly is this. Trust in God's timing. Because here in verse 7, it says, wait patiently for him. 
wait patiently for him. I love the fact that now we are seven days into a brand new season. And I love the fact that 2017 is behind us. Can I hear an amen to that, right? We have a new season. Now we have the privilege of, of taking advantage of a, of a new season in our life. So how will you spend this new season? So many times we end up wasting time. We end up wasting time. Now, one of the things I've noticed is that when people are on their deathbed, they never say things like, oh, I wish I had spent more time in the office. They didn't say that. When people are on the deathbed, they never say, I wish I spent more time watching television. Nope. You know what people say when they're on the deathbed? I wish I had spent more time with my family. Or I wish I had spent more time with God. I, miss, I wish I had spent more time seeking God. You see, the devil is out to steal, kill, and to destroy. And one of the things the devil steals is the best of your time. And he tries to steal your time. And oftentimes, uh, we, we get this timing out of whack. In fact, sometimes we even use timing as an excuse. What I mean by that is sometimes we fall into the when I syndrome. What am I talking about? When I get a better job, then I'll be happy. When I finish my busy season, then I'll spend more time with the family. When I pay off debt, then I can give to God. When I, and you can fill in the blank. And we fall into this when I syndrome, when God says, the time is now. The time to be committed is now. There's no time to wait. You don't need to wait for anything. I'm ready to bless you today. We've got to live in the now, not in the past. I put in your notes there, if you're taking notes This little quote I put together. Dear 2017, thank you for your lessons. Dear 2018, I'm ready for a blessed year. Dear God, thank you for another chance. Amen? Number three, take one step at a time. Take one step at a time. Looking at verses 23 and 24, we're in Psalm 37. It says this, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble... He will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. So as we look at that, I say, you know what? Sometimes we get ahead of God and we jump ahead of God and we find ourselves not where we need to do be or frustrated because we haven't taken one step at a time. How do you write a book? One paragraph at a time. How does a team win a championship? Winning one game at a time. How, how do you quit smoking? Saying no, one at a time. How do you get out of debt? One dollar at a time. How do you lose weight? One pound at a time, right? James McDonald says this, the worth of any goal is measured by the obstacles you're willing to overcome to reach it. One step at a time. And I kind of believe that when we, uh, some of us make New Year's resolutions and some of us don't, whether you do or whether you don't, that's up to you. The Bible doesn't say you have to do New Year's resolutions. It's a personal preference and I'm fine if you do, I'm fine if you don't. But one of the things I've noticed is sometimes people uh, do these resolutions that are, that are just unattainable. So when they don't attain them, they, they get frustrated and give up. But maybe we just need to take one step at a time towards the goals that we want to reach. Years ago, a man who I knew began attending the church again. And the reason I say again is because he had attended the church years prior to that. But then he stopped coming. And I really didn't know what was going on. But I was glad to see him back 
And so a few weeks afterwards, I struck up a conversation with him. And he says, yeah, yeah, I, I got to tell you, Pastor, you know, uh, you know, years ago, I started coming to the church. I was all excited about the Lord. He said, I jumped in and wanted to be a leader. I, was, I set some high goals, like reading through the entire Bible in six months and leading 100 people to Christ. And after a couple months, I got discouraged because things were not happening the way I thought they were going to happen. I got discouraged, so I just quit serving God altogether. He says, then, not too long ago, I began talking to God and wanting to get back deeper with the Lord, and I realized that I had bit off more than I can chew. He says, God began to show me that he indeed wanted to use me. He indeed wanted me to grow, but I needed to take one step at a time. I was trying to do too much, and I got frustrated. He said, one step I needed to take was to remove unforgiveness from my heart. You see, people had done me wrong, and I was finding it very difficult to forgive them, and that was a a barrier for me to go deeper with God. And I needed to take the step to forgive people. Another step I needed to take was to overcome alcoholism. He says, I I learned that that an alcoholic is someone who has eight or more drinks a week. And I realized, I didn't, I didn't even realize before, but I was drinking at least 12 beers a week and didn't realize that I was an alcoholic. And I didn't realize that alcoholism was keeping me from the things that God had. And I needed to take the step to remove that so that I can be closer to God. He says, now I have so much joy. I'm serving God because I've been doing these and other things one step at a time to get closer to God, and God is doing so much in my life today. And I love that testimony because sometimes we, as he used the term, we bite off more than we can chew. Sometimes God wants to say, just take steps, little steps, and you can get closer to me. Sometimes those steps are removing things that don't belong in our lives. Other times, steps are things that we need to add, like our daily devotions or, or Bible studies, whatever the case may be. But there are steps that every one of us need to take. That kind of reminds me of what we talked about a few months ago here at Fortress Church to another level. And I asked you the question about five months ago, maybe you remember. If you were to rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, where your spiritual life is at, where would it be? And we talked about how maybe you consider yourself a 4. Well, you can grow. Let's take it to another level. Let's get closer to God. None of us are 10 because none of us are perfect, right? There's always room to grow. For me, there's plenty of room to grow for me. But I was thinking about that in context with this testimony that I was sharing with you a few that happened a few years ago. And I was thinking this guy was about a 2 because he had just received the Lord. He was all excited about God. But the problem is he expected to be a 9 overnight. And that wasn't going to happen. And he got frustrated. And, uh, and I started thinking, you know, what he was really telling me, and I was kind of putting in the context of what we learned last year, is we need to take one step at a time. And sometimes that does take time for us to get closer to God and take this step and take another step and take another step. And as long as we're on the right track, we're going to be just fine. But it takes one step at a time, learning and growing. Other steps require removing things in our life that are obstacles in our spiritual growth. Once again, here's what David said in verses 23 and 24 of Psalm 37. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall. 
for the Lord upholds him with his hand. In other words, God doesn't expect you to be perfect. You may stumble. But you know what? God's going to pick you up. God's going to get you back on track. He doesn't expect perfection out of you, my son. He doesn't. But he wants you to be on the right track, taking steps towards getting closer to him. Last of all, number four, receive God's provisions. I love verse 25 here in Psalm 37. David says this, I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. In other words, God's going to take care of you. When you commit your ways to the Lord, when you delight yourself in the Lord, God's going to take care of you. When you take your spiritual life closer to God, one step at a time, God's going to take care of you. He's going to meet your needs. But here's the cool part. This this doesn't just refer to our financial situation. God provides in every way. He provides healing for our bodies. He provides restoration for our relationships. He provides finances to bless us. There's so many ways that God blesses us. Do I hear an amen to that? How many of you have been on the receiving end of God's blessings? Amen? Now, you may say, yeah, but, you know, who knows what's going to happen in 2018. I may face some difficult times. Well, perhaps God wants to speak into your life today. It's no coincidence that you're in God's house today. And if, just if, God were were here, maybe he would want to write a little letter to you. And if so, that letter would read something like this. Good morning. This year, 2018, I will be handling all of your problems. Please remember that I do not need your help. If the devil happens to deliver a situation to you that you cannot handle, do not attempt to resolve it. Place it in my inbox and walk away. I will take care of it in my time, not yours. Once the matter is placed in my inbox, do not attempt to take it back. Holding on or removal will delay the resolution of your problem. And don't put me in a box as to how you think I need to take care of your problems. Instead of worrying or dwelling on negative thoughts, use that time to think about how you can love me better and love people better. There is no need for you to lose any sleep. Rest, my child. If you need to contact me, I am only a prayer way. The blessings are coming. My favor is on you. This is a new season, and it's going to be a great one. God. Could it be that God is just speaking into your life and mine? But we need to do our part. It's what we do. It's what we do. I love to focus my life on two major things, and you, you know what that is, loving God and loving people. Why? Because we read in Mark chapter 12, that's what Jesus, how Jesus responded when the chief, when the teacher of the law says, well, what is most important out of all the laws? Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus said, those are the two most important things. And if those are the two most important things for Jesus, I think this is the two most important things for me, love God and love people. I'm a Christ follower. It's what I do. It's what I do. Now, there's nothing I can do or you can do to change 2017. What's done is done. What's been said has been said. You can't do anything about 2017, but you can do something about 2018. 
In a few minutes, when, when we're done and I leave this place and get in my car, I'm going to turn on the ignition and put my car in reverse. And when I do that, I'm going to be looking at my rear view mirror to make sure I don't run over any of you, okay? I'm going to be looking at my rear And if the coast is clear, I'm going to back out of the parking space. And then that may take me, I don't know, 10 seconds or 15 seconds. And once I'm backed out of the parking space, I'm going to next put the, my car in drive. And at that point, I'm no longer looking at the rearview mirror. I'm looking through the, the big front windshield, and I'm going forward, okay? And that's the way we need to treat 2017 and 2018. 2017 is in your rearview mirror. It's all right to glance at the past and say, okay, 2017, you taught me a few lessons. But I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward. If I were to drive down Prue Road with my eyes glued on my rear view mirror, uh-oh, we've got a problem here. There's going to be an accident waiting to happen. You know what I'm talking about? I can't be focused on my rear view mirror. I got to look straight ahead. And the same thing applies to your spiritual life. You can glance to the back and say, thank you, Lord, for what you did five years ago, but I want your presence today. You can say, thank you, Lord, for the lessons I learned in 2017, but, Lord, I'm looking forward to the blessings of 2018. And as I look forward, you know what? I'm looking straight ahead because uh, this is a new season, and I'm believing for God's favor to be upon us as a church. I close by sharing. I'm going to be personal. I jotted down my five I commit statements that I'm making today. Commit wholeheartedly is what we're talking about. And maybe, just maybe, you want to kind of um, join in with me. And if you do, I'm perfectly fine with that. I put them in your pastor's page notes. But I'm going to walk through this. And maybe you want to join with me in these five commitments for 2018. Number one, I commit my life wholeheartedly to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Are we in agreement about that? Wholeheartedly, holding nothing back to Jesus Christ for this year. Number two, I commit myself to spend quality time growing my spiritual life. In other words, I'm not going to walk around being satisfied and say, oh, look, look at me, I know where I'm at as a, as a Christian. No, there's always room to grow. There's always room to grow. In fact, uh, our Digging Deeper notes for Connect Groups this week is this, six places of spiritual growth. You can get, and some of you are using Digging Deeper for your personal uh, Bible study. Others of you are doing it uh, in your Connect group. You can get, excuse me, get a copy over there at the Connection Hub. Number three, I commit myself to walk the walk as I pursue God's will for my life. I don't want to be one of those Christians that's, that just talks the talk. I want to be one who walks the walk. Are we in agreement about that? If I say I'm a Christian, I'm going to live like it. I'm going to, everything I do, everything I say, is I'm going to live like a believer in Jesus Christ. Number four, I commit myself to using my abilities and spiritual gifts to serve in God's kingdom. There's a reason why God gifted me in certain ways. There's a reason why God gifted you in certain ways. It's for the purpose of his kingdom. You want to find your purpose for 2018? First of all, you, go, you got to find your purpose in God, and then you will find your purpose for 2018. It's all tied into your relationship with God. And number five, in everything, I commit myself to love God and love people. 
Now, these are my five I commit statements for this year. And if you want to join with me, I welcome you to join with me with these five statements. Maybe you want to change some. Maybe you want to add some. But it would be great for you to commit yourself to what God wants for your life in 2018. Commit wholeheartedly. Why is that important? Because we're Christ followers, and it's what we do. Would you stand with me? Father, would you speak to us as we prepare to commit ourselves to a brand new season called 2018? With your head bowed and eyes closed, I ask you this question. Are you ready to make a commitment for this year? Now, it's great if you have a commitment to lose weight or to diet. That's great. But I'm talking about what matters most, and that is your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Are you ready for those kind of commitments? With your head bowed and eyes closed, I ask you the first and most important commitment. Are you ready to commit your life wholeheartedly to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? you're ready to do that, then let's do it together. As your pastor, I'm going to walk through steps this year to do exactly that. And I'd love for us to do it together. If that's you and you're ready to commit your life wholeheartedly to the Lord, perhaps you want to lift up your hand and say, that's me, pastor. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Not holding anything back. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? may put your hands down. Lord, the Lord sees your hands and the Lord sees your heart. What other commitments is God challenging you to make? This is between you and God. The good thing about making commitments to God is that when you commit yourself to the Lord, it opens a door to God's favor, and God's blessings. I don't know about you, but I want God's favor. I want God's blessings. And it begins with me. We're going to open up these altars. There are prayer partners here at the front. We would love to pray with you because we believe in the power of agreement. And I'm going to ask if you have a prayer need, come on up. Maybe you want to get alone with God here at these altars. Maybe you just want to take some time with a friend or family member here with you today. And we're just going to make these commitments. On the screen, if we could go back to the slide that has the five commitments, what I want to do is leave it on here for a few minutes. And as we do that, maybe you can review these these commitments and maybe you can adapt any or all of these. As you pray today, maybe you can say, this is what I want to do, Lord. Would you give me the strength to fulfill these commitments? If you need prayer, we're ready to pray with you. If you're ready to step out in faith, Maybe you need to ask, God, what do I need to do in order to be a man of God, in order to be a woman of God? I'm ready. This is a year. This is a time. I'm ready. I invite you to find a place of prayer. Would you join us here in the front?